G'day punters, welcome to the Sydney Review Show, Spring Champion Stakes here at Randwick on Saturday and we'll join the team as always. Mark Sheen, I'll start with you. How did the day unfold there on Saturday for yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Um, it was an interesting day of racing. Probably the fence cut up uh, very late in the day. Um, I was certainly intrigued by the betting in the morning with uh, Wild Ruler and Monophilia. They were both up. Excuse me, both off the map in the early stages uh, pre-race there, and uh, they duly landed the prize. So uh, somebody's uh, got away with a bit of cash there. Absolutely. Yeah. Was there a particular highlight for yourself on the day? Um, well, I, I know it was on lines or at thirty dollars. That wasn't a highlight. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, oh look, I, I, a couple of lays got beat, which was nice. So yep. yeah, that was a highlight for me. Mark Roden, the track played far more even than expected. Uh, could you put that down to anything? No, no, the, the wind, it was an easterly, which doesn't normally make it hard to leave, mm -hmm. uh, necessarily. Um, might have had something to do with it. A lot, a lot, it was, it might be hard to widest in the straight and make their runs uh, wide too. So um, that was a bit unexpected, but um, yeah, it was certainly an interesting day's racing. And Rob Scurry, you just keep going strength to strength. Uh, another day, another win. How are you Thanks, feeling? Mate. Oh, mate, it's been a great week. You know, um, Wednesday was incredible. Um, yeah, it's curly on yesterday. So, yeah, I've had an all-time week, which is great. <laughs> and, of course, uh, you'll be jumping out there starting this Wednesday, uh, making Wednesdays a bit more part of your route to pain. So looking forward to that. Yeah, mate, definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be out there most Wednesdays now. And... Um, you know, can't wait. Well, you can shout a pie or a coffee if you're flying, you know. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it on my ATC card for you. <laughs> oh, very good. All right, we're going to uh, – we'll start with the Roman console, uh, race two, group two over 1,200, wild ruler. As Mark Sheen said, it was heavily, heavily supported there in the morning and, and really never, ever looked like losing. It was completely bolting the entire race. Uh, Mark Sheen, I will start with you. Uh, I guess just looking at the race in hindsight, they've gone very slow here for the class, nine and a half lengths slow to the 600. Um, I mean, really, can you make any excuses for the beaten brigade? No, I think it, it turned into his race when he found a bunny to follow. Um, look, he, uh, as Rob will probably uh, elaborate on, he uh, was much more settled in the yard on Saturday and seems to have really turned the corner in that respect. Probably didn't have much to beat here at the finish when you think about it. though. on the lead, walked out of the barrier and doubtland might be a horse who's looking for sting out of the track. So even though he's run the time, um, he probably didn't have a lot to beat. I think things fell into place for him, um, and he'll probably head off to the cool more now. You're probably entitled to, to have a crack at a race like that while he's in form and probably improving. Yep, makes sense. Rob Scurry, how did the uh, five horses look in the yard? Uh, all all really well. The uh, Red Stellaro looked a bit underdone and kind of outgraded on type. Um yeah, I almost stayed out of here, but I, I just, just got sucked into to, uh, Doubtland. I thought he'd strengthen up a bit. His coat looked great. And I just thought at the odds, um, he might be worth a play. But as, as Mark Sheen said, uh, the winner really improved. His, not only his, his manners, but he seemed to have strengthened up to my eye or recollection. Um, so almost like he'd put on condition from his first up run. So, um, yeah, he looked hard to beat. I said he'd be hard to beat. So, um, but I, th I think this on the lead, it's it's only a 64 rider. Um, he looks a much better horse to me on tight than that. And um, 
Some of that don't aim too high, like a Coolmore or something. I think he's certainly got a win in him this time in, maybe next start. Yeah, that horse has produced some okay figures so far. Mark Roden, uh, Wild Rule is unbeaten so far this prep. Where do you put him in the pecking order of the three-year-olds? Um, he's up there. Uh, uh, I think in Coolmore betting, he's on like the second, third line behind Anders, and I think that's probably right. Um, there's also things like September Run, who's who flew down the straight mm. uh, last time, so it, it, you know it, it's got the straight experience. So, but I think um, that's certainly the way they've got to head with him. And considering his connections, that's the way they will head. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I echo the sentiments about Doubtland. I, I actually came to the, the the only way I could attack this race was to back on the lead to place because I thought it could probably beat Doubtland on a firm track, and uh, that ended up saving a day for me. I didn't realise that at the time, but um, yeah, I think we can pretty much label Doubtland now after that. He was, he was his lengths off his best. Uh, by far, his two worst runs have been on firm track, so I'm labelling him now. Do you think you'd think he's looking for a bit further now? They've, they've kept him at twelve hundred. Yeah, I mean it could be, but um, I don't know. There's a few data points there now, and the, the two outliers to me are the firm track runs. You also might be a bit overrated. Yeah, I mean that that day during the championships, he looked like Farlap. You know, when he came from back and just went whoosh. Maybe that was it and never again. I don't know. But um, I'd, I'd still be giving him another chance if he strikes off ground. He did something similar at his first start too. Um, at Kenzo, he went whoosh. Yeah. Uh, soft track again, though. Yep. All right. Well, uh, have a look at race three, uh, purely just because it was a fast run race. And the, the figures on what was, a, I guess, a pretty ordinary day for overall benchmark. Uh, this race actually produced one of the, the stronger races. Criadaris uh, getting a, a race from suit track to suit as well. Rachel King on board, ticked a few boxes there, heavily supported, beat the stable mate and Zakat. Rob Scurry, take us through the horses that you found in race three. Well, Criadaris has, has come on, but he's, he's still got a, another running or two in in this time in. He still looks a bit podgy, so I was kind of keen to play uh, the, the toppy, Bottega, who, who looked... Uh, sensational and showing some, some you know, really good um, sort of signs in the yard, I thought. Um, uh, you know, I was hoping that um, the, the eight that missed the start uh, first up, name escapes me. Um, bound to win. Bound to win. Um, I was hoping that could jump because it, it looked, looked great, um, you know, at top or close to it, coat fantastic. Um, but yeah, like, Bottega, I just thought at the odds, I knew that the, the favourite was going to get to last. So I just thought that that made him a bit of a play if you just find that one out, one back spot where everyone seemed to have him mapped. You had him mapped there, <laughs> Pete. You had him mapped there, Mark. And then he jumps out and he's ridden like a, you know, like a Oakley Plater. Mark <laughs> uh, Sheen, what was your impression of, uh, of the first three across the line in this race? Um thought the winner got run to suit and probably was a little bit flat um, with considering the weights and the way the race was run and for a few traffic problems for Bottega and bound to win falling in a hole, I um, thought he was probably entitled to win a little bit easier than that. Um, Bottega, well, the race on paper looked to be a slow race and he hunted out to try and take advantage of that. Next minute they went a 1,000 mile an hour down the side, so... Um, he's probably a forgive run for sure. Um, you wouldn't have expected him to be hunting out to lead like that. Bound to win, well, she might be in the in the bin now. She's missed the start badly last start, and 
And then uh, she did over-race in the middle stages there, but she did compound badly, so I'm not sure what to make of her. But I thought the winner was entitled to probably win a little bit easier with the weight. Mark Rodin, do you have a, an impression on, on the winner? I've always been a bit of a fan of the horse. Um, <clears throat> and I've got to agree on, on my ratings. He's actually rated a couple of lengths down um, on his last two starts, but despite the fact that he's won here. Um, now, because I use a bit of weight in my ratings, because he's got... He had, a pretty sharp weight drop on Saturday. That may be playing into it. He hasn't been able to, you know, with the light weight hasn't has gone. It hasn't rated as well because he's carried a light weight. But yeah, I, I take that point. Fatigue is clearly the run of the race here. I mean, just a, a shambles of a ride, really. Uh, and and just um, to get uh, sort of run past and then still, I think it's run the last best hundred metres to the line in the race too. So um, definitely a race for him. They might take him to Melbourne. There's a any number of sixteen hundred to two thousand metre races they could. Set him four down down in Melbourne or the Golden Eagle. <laughs> yeah, I'd want further now to be honest. Um, yeah, but Car- um, Carbine Club Stakes Derby Day. Yeah, he's four, isn't he? Oh yeah, he's four. Sorry. Um, look at the look at look at the horses every night. <laughs> not, not just the horses. The horses on paper. Yeah. Just look at the, I just look at the horses. But yeah, just a, another case of a race. Um, there, there are a few examples of this on Saturday, or at least two um, races being run quite differently to how they uh, <clears throat> were expected to. Yep. Uh, one race that pretty much went to script was the Stan Fox Stakes 1500 Group 2 for the three-year-olds. Peltzer just managed to dictate even speed. They've gone bang on even, 0.4 length slow to the 600, and he duly saluted. Rob Scurry, how did Peltzer look compared with some of the others in this event? He looks a class above him to me. Um, and I, I've always liked that Golden Rose as, as a proper form race. Um, it's usually the best of the best. And he, he looks suited on the weights here. And he paraded the best he's paraded. Like, he walked around really relaxed, not not a drop of sweat on him. As, as Mark Sheen was leading to earlier in his campaign, he'd get hot, he'd jig-jog around. No, but he, he walked around perfectly. So um, didn't look so much pace mapped in the race so it was like and it was there in the ratings so i was just like you know i've got ace king here suited push <laughs> so i pushed and, and he got home um the other horse in the you know subpoenaed i've never been a big big rap for was that in this race subpoenaed? no the, this was prime star and jet propulsion yeah 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 prime star had been on, been on previous two yep. starts had a good win on him at rose hill um looked sensational again but not just just you know just a rung below um the salmon look look good again but you know he got beat at warwick farm for me somehow um i uh, yeah he just just and and the, we got, we're getting three dollars here about a, a a quality horse you know maybe maybe the firm track was maybe my only thing in the back of my mind that thought this horse might be better suited on a softer ground but yeah i just thought he was suited at the weights and on looks and yeah good good result Mark Shane Peltzer just ticked all the boxes here. Um, are you going to be following him going forward into another preparation? Look, I think he got his own way here. And as you mentioned, the speed, they didn't go all that fast. It was the first time he got his own way this preparation, whereas instead of chasing in what had been fast races in that lead up to the Golden Rose and the Golden Rose. Um, look, he may have been in the worst part of the track there at the death and he didn't look a, an exceptional win. Um Probably want to follow Prime Star out of the race. Uh, he was the one jumping sharply in distance and had to go back from the widest draw, or wide with a small field, though, and gave away a fair start. So I'd be probably looking to him next time they met. 
Yeah, Mark Roden, uh, are you giving Peltzer a little bit of a bonus? He was one of the few leaders to really sort of stick on and get the job done there on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, you had to you balance that against he did get run to suit, so maybe they cancel each other out, those two factors, to some extent. Uh, they're going to the Bondi, the time on a Bondi space. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, which uh, Kubrick and um, the other thing clashed in. What was it? Yeah. I backed it in the first at, at 40. Pancho. Oh, that's where, yes. <laughs> Kubrick well, that's and Pancho. Camelot, didn't it? Pancho. <laughs> form lines. All right. Yeah. Don't need to look at my form again. Pelts is aiming up to uh, add his name to that um, storied list, uh, him and Kubrick, uh, Bondi Stakes winners. Um, he will be up to the mile, which might um, see him out, but I think we can safely assume it's not going to be a very high-quality race and um, he might get control again. Um, yeah, like they run a prime start. Oh, <clears throat> Jeff Propulsion got out, kicked him, sort of coming again on the line. He's um, he's improved every start, pretty much, or he sort of held what he did last time. Uh, on my numbers, which suggests he's got a platform to go to a new level. I mean, him getting out paced like that, he really did. He, he didn't just get out kicked by every horse in the race. Once mm -hmm. he really did lose his way for 200 metres there. But he was coming again, so it, he might be next prep, um, but there might be a race in him somewhere. Or the yep. Bondi. Yeah, well, the, if, he, if he jumps a level off that, he can win the Bondi for sure, but <laughs> I just wonder whether. Um, that next level might be coming in the autumn. Yeah, just to touch on that point, he ran the fifth out of sixth, fastest 400 to 200 metre split, and then ran the third fastest last 200 of the race, jet propulsion. Yeah. We'll jump to probably what was, one of, in the end, one of the more interesting betting races on the card, um, the Silver Eagle over 1,300, race six, and purely just because Alligator Blood, I think, quite a few people were willing to take him on at odds on, and he really did get the blows, ended up jumping $2.95 on the fair as the starting price. Uh, Flit has returned, just doing Flit things, bobbing up in a slowly run race, if you're on 2.9, slow to the 600. And uh, Dawn Passage and, uh, had some claims as well, first up with a with a sticky gate. Rob, just run us through Alligator Blood. I mean, that's probably the horse that most people have interest with going forward out of this meeting. How did he look? He looked great. Um, maybe slightly underdone, but only slightly. I, I like the horse's attitude, or maybe my impression's um, a little bit tainted by the way he races his bulldog style, but he does seem to walk around like, like a real um, fighter, a, a real competitor. Uh, so I, I fell into him at, at, at the $3. Um, Flit looked look great, held condition, but, you know, again, it's a, a case of um, a case of a, a horse that I, I, I've made assumptions of as being preferred better on wet, and um, that's why I left, left it out of the numbers, which is was my, my bad. Um, you know, old, old uh, bossy's old thing, um, I couldn't, I couldn't, Bet on just because it just looked a bit short in in the market, and but it did look great. Um, help me out here. Called ice bath. Ice bath. I subpoenaed. I can't. I subpoenaed. I can't have, and I, that was under. Yeah. So that made me want to bet in the race, and, and obviously I've, I've 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 made a blue here, not not having something on Flit, who did parade really well, and um, yeah. So yeah, he, he, can, he can he can run well again. Um, alligator blood. Um, I guess it's price dependent. Next start. Mark Sheen, was Alligator Blood disappointing from your point of view? Uh, no, I'm, I'm a little bit different to Rob. I thought it, um, not having seen the horse before, but I, I thought it had a lot of improvement and I didn't really like the look of it on the day, to tell you the truth. And um, 
Oh, I was on the wrong number, though. I was on subpoena, and I suppose we need to go back and look at that replay the other day. Flit, um, Flit was a, a pretty good run compared to it, so the last time they clashed over 1,200, so that's a missed opportunity for me, and I didn't like Dawn Passage pre-race as well, so, um, you know, I stuffed this race up. Subpoena and Mark thought of coming back in distance was against it and he was right it uh, was warming up late there and probably should have gone to the 1600 meter race for the mares but uh, she was disappointing and flipped just landed in a nice spot and um and probably uh, got into a good position and was able to to wear down alligator blood so i'm not sure what to make of this race to tell you the truth mark roden do you have a, a point of view with alligator blood if he's going to be peaking next start in the golden eagle or was he just a little bit flat do you think no, I think he's ticking over perfectly. Um, I didn't want any part of him on Saturday um, because the grand final's in, in three weeks' time. And uh, interesting to hear Mark's comments. He thinks if, if he's got improvement in him, because just numbers-wise, he's put sort of two runs together, a level off his best. If he goes back to that level, I don't think I'll beat him. Mm. Um, I, I suppose think Funstar, if it produced its absolute best, would give it a race and maybe one or two others. But... Um, it just looks on paper to me like the preparation's ticking over absolutely perfectly. Um, nothing, he wasn't, he had a good run on Saturday and Flip just ran past him. You wouldn't back him on that run, but if he does have that extra level in him, he's going to be very hard to beat. Is there any concern that so far he's been in two pretty slowly run races? Uh, what, from a fitness point of view? Or... Yeah. Oh, maybe, yeah. But, but I don't know, he's got, he's got, what, three weeks now, isn't it? It is three yeah. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he'll have him spot on. He trains a lot of winners, that bloke, yeah. and uh, a lot of winners. <laughs> I mean, you can say something about what what route the uh, the horse flight takes to the races on Golden Eagle Day, but um, oh, <laughs> the, wow. you know, even, even uh, out of the equation, he, his Melbourne form was really good after that as well. So, yeah. you know, flight trips, regard <laughs> notwithstanding, he's still a pretty good horse. Look, he he was big in condition, but you know, you know me, I, I don't I don't mind that. Uh, I I prefer a horse with with improvement to come than a horse rock hard. Yeah, he so was funny when he was parading in uh, Melbourne last year. He looked on one occasion, if not two occasions, like he was almost at complete top, and he didn't really have any condition to come. And then seemingly was able to improve going forward to a next start. It was quite quite staggering to think because he had a really long preparation uh, last year. So I guess it's. Uh, you know, the trainer probably does know the horse better than anyone, so I'm sure he's got it just ticking over perfectly for, for the GF, as you said. Uh, race 7, spring champion, 2,000 metres, Montefilia, just strong, dominant, very fast tempo to the 600. They've gone 8.2 lengths fast to the 600, and the horse is just too strong. Defeating lines, Raw and Bucharest. Rob, I'll start with you. Just run us through uh, Montefilia, Love Tap. They were probably the two, as well as Cherry Tortoni in the market yeah so look i i stuffed this up um hats off to to mark roden who did say she would beat um my, my boy the girl would beat my boy well 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 done uh, to you uh look, I, I should never assume and it just shows my theory the less i know the better tame impala or something it's um <laughs> you know he didn't look he, he didn't look any better than he did at Rose Hill. I thought he tightened up a little bit, but um, he didn't stand out like he did uh, at, at Rose Hill. I, th I thought Cherry Tortini, he got this kind of big old school style of staying frame, something from 20 years ago, like a Derby Derby horse. He, he was glowing in the coat. He, he, he was very, a bit, as Lizzie might say, 
full of himself. Um, he was like pig rooting and stuff and a little bit in the yard. And But yeah, I, I thought he, he was good. Such a, a thin raise. Um, so I played the, those two and, and, and risked the uh, Montefilia, who I uh, watched your guys' previous show. Mark Sheen said if, if she backs up like she did then she'll probably win and and she did back up like she did she 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 held a condition walked around really well and um yeah I, I was kicking myself do not do not assume ever Mark Sheen in terms of Montefilia and Love Tap going forward are you going to be following either or both of those when they turn up in Victoria um well I think Love Tap might uh might be over the top now. He's had a couple of runs. I uh, did a bit of work there, but uh, probably a touch disappointing, although those leaders, three of the leaders all folded up and uh, Bucharest, who drew inside all of those, uh, did stick on for third. But Montefiore just got nice speed to suit and mm. she was just a better stayer on the day lines or travelled up to win. Looked a mile at the rise, but um, just couldn't stave off Montefiore. She's she's always promised that she would be better over she when when she got over a bit of ground, and it turned out that way. The only thing negative with her in the back of your mind was that she only lightly framed and had to back up seven days in a row, so or seven days from her last run. So, but she overcame that, and she's probably off to the Oaks now. Yep, you'd think so. Mark Roden, are you following anything uh, out of the race besides uh, besides any of the obvious? No, Andrew. One, two, clearly the best performances in the race. Um, just a bit disgusted that I, you know, came on last Monday and said Montefiore about Love Tech, then spent came on on Thursday and gave all the reasons why she wouldn't win. You know, uh, right about barrier one and a, you know, projected slow pace, and she got the speed on anyway. That's, uh, but she's um, she could have the Oaks at her mercy. I assume they're heading that way. He, he, he wasn't. Payne, David Payne didn't seem 100% after the race, but um, uh, that's the logical course, I yeah. think. Um, yeah, oh, anything else? Now, I, I do think Love Tap's had it um, for the prep at least. Um, Miraval and Favreau ran on again, but I mean, how far do they want? They probably want the Melbourne to Warrnambool bike race or something. They, they, they could just be <laughs> slow as well. Um, well, they're probably looking for the 2500, aren't they? When you think they I, might be Oaks and Derby types. Yeah, I mean, but I wouldn't back Miraval to beat Notophilia. No, no you wouldn't. But she'd be um, looking for the trip. Certainly looking for the trip, but maybe not the class. Yeah, I think Fav- Favreau might be go okay in the in the derby. You see him; he's got still got good condition on him. Okay. The, the right trainer for the job isn't it, John Sargent. And, well, I, I tell you what, the 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 derby's probably more. There's no standout in the derby like there yeah. is in the Oaks at this stage. It's a BM78. Yeah. Okay. Race eight on the card was the Angst Stakes over the mile. And it was running a very fast tempo again, 5.1 lengths fast to the 600. Rob Scurry, you're, you've been following Emeralds pretty much the entire preparation. Just managed to nail Grows for Glamour on the line. Yeah, look, she, uh, again, uh, a good example of me not knowing, it really does help. Uh, you know, who's this number nine? This is this is gleaming. Look at this. It's, 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 uh, I, I, uh, who's that? And I asked my mate. Uh, he said, oh, that's Emeralds. So, yeah, she went out on top. I thought the um, she out the bar had it improved, but she obviously had a really tough run. Um, graceful glamour again. I knew it was her because obviously she's a she's a grey um, in a mare's race and yeah. she's lowering the numbers. I knew it's graceful glamour, but again, I've got this horse. You know, assu- assuming that she's better, Herbie. <laughs> sh- assuming she's better on a, a soft track. Uh, so that's why I left her out of the numbers, and and she she's still got condition to come. Doesn't help Mark Roden. Um, I never thought I was going to get there, uh, and Jason Collett up the inside. Ah. Oh. 
he's on fire the man and thank you yeah it was it was it was very exciting and you know i didn't think i got the photo um, i'm interested to see if mark thought he got the photo um but yeah <laughs> uh, must, must, must have traded a dollar oh one for a yeah. good few seconds there maybe five seconds there so um yeah if, if all those dollar one punters would be would would be fingers burnt absolutely uh it was a much better ride than graceful glamour it must be said actually letting the horse roll forward and dictating as opposed to what happened in melbourne where it was nowhere really near the lead um mark shan scarlet dreams price went completely off on the day it's sp favorite uh, i guess it was one of the horses that we identified on the preview um will you give it another go third up Look, she, she is a bit in and out. Um, I just thought uh, she, she might have improved with the change of stable, that she might be a little bit more predictable, but um, she she went back to her old ways there. She can put in a bad run, and she certainly put in a bad one on, on Saturday. She didn't stay on the fence, but uh, Emeralds went past a one off the rail, so uh, you couldn't use that as an excuse, I wouldn't think. Um, I don't know what to make of this race. So a lot of horses went awful in this race. Mm. That ran well in the lead-up. Um so I don't know what to make of it. Uh, Emeralds was just too good on the day and, and did truck through near the inside, which probably wasn't the place to be late in the day. So Graceful Glamour was brave in defeat there at the finish, um, just run down on the post. But, you know, i got a question mark over the form here with so many of these failing after they'd run well in the previous lead-up race. Yep. Mark Roden, what are you making of race eight, the angst? Um, just learning to talk about it now, to be honest. I was in absolutely comatose for about 20 minutes after this. I had... Had the grey um, dry track Nash. I loved that. Yeah. I thought today's the day. I had it going for a good result, and yet yeah, everything but, did everything but win. But there you go. What can you do? It is a it is a funny little race. I, I figure that's Emerald's new PB, and Graceful Gunners only got uh, one higher figure with me, and that was the day when it was a uh, leaders track at Mooney Valley. Yeah. Um, so they've both gone really well. Um, Emeralds has always been threatening to do do something like that. I mean, I've been a fan of Emeralds. I was on her last start when she ran second to. Um, um, subpoenaed. Subpoenaed, exactly, yeah. So uh, just a bit sickening to get done that way. But um, the one horse I would mention out of this race, who I think is flying, I, I don't know what the target is, is um, uh, House of Cartier, who even first up at an unsuitable trip around the best sections in the race, I think, uh, then took a little step forward last time and has done so again. So maybe it's the one of the... Melbourne Mayor's races over 2,000. Matriarch. If, matriarch. I don't know if she's quite that good, but um, she's going really well. And once she gets out to, well, 2,000 and above, so go. So it'll be interesting to see where they uh, do yeah. take it. Well, they're all usually beaten up by the time, you know, if you, if you times this run, then she yeah, should be right in, right in there. Yeah, she's just going like that, this prep. So. Yeah. And she's settling more forward as well. We're seeing yes. that uh, even over 1,200, you know, settled. Tenth or ninth or tenth and run, as opposed to just flopping out last. Uh, just being able to put that horse into the race is just giving it a bit more of an opportunity. But yeah, completely agree. It's clearly one of the horses to follow out of the meeting for me. All right, we have to touch on uh, race nine, just to give Rob Scurry another pump up. Not that he necessarily needs it at the moment, but Blazing Miss uh, Tom Sherry, your man, Rob Scurry, go for it. Uh... Look, she looked. She looked. She's big, big, strong girl. She did look slightly underdone, but then I thought, hey, it's only a thousand meters. They don't have to be to be fit to be fast. Um, some someone, you know, on, on bet for you, it was it was it was twenties, it was twenty fives, and then it tap 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 into twenties, and then when it's jumped, well, it's SP fifteen dollars. I've been absolutely roared it. 
Um, <laughs> disgusting when I did the uh, results to, to see you that don't go. Don't want your all, have it? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I did go uh, one, one by two each way, so it wasn't a, it wasn't it wasn't a huge result, but um, yeah. It, look, Tom, Tommy, Sherry, too. By the way, you've got double that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it, it was great. And look, I've just I've just got home in in race eight. Never looked like it's going to win. This looked like it's going to get run down. But but Tommy, he's, he's got off as as Mark alluded to. Uh, Shani, he's got off the worst part of the track. He's he's gone sort of down the middle. It's just so balanced on him. Oh, I love Tommy Sherry. He just he never he never panicked. He just nursey 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 all the way to the line and. Um, yeah, I, I gave a I gave a bit of bit of a howl after this one uh, when it when it got home, walked out, <laughs> Conor McGregor style, and um, yeah, yeah, it was it was it was a you know opened up some of the bottom shelf stuff on Saturday night. So, um, old mate's um, what is it, bloody Superium? Um, yep. I had to have something on him. I've lost so many units on him, so he was a, a small play. He did look quite kind of forward here, um, but other than that, I think it was a it was a pretty low you know. A lot of these horses you wouldn't you'd see going around on a Wednesday this time of year, uh, maybe a Saturday in in the off season, but pretty 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 weak. And you know, I think I think she's, she she can certainly you know improve. Maybe that down the straight race on um, Oaks Day uh, for mares for for Blazing Miss. Yeah, uh, Mark Shan, it's a slowly run race, five and a half length slow to the six hundred. Plenty of big splits on the way home. Are you following any of these going forward? Well, they went about a second and a half slower than I thought they would. I, mm. well, we did lose a bit of speed in the race in the morning with a couple of scratchings, but uh, well, Blazing Miss jumped well inside Mr Mosaic and bluffed him out of it. He, he just handed up Mosaic, and its only hope is just let it rip. So, And ne next minute they're walking, and uh, it was no surprise to actually see the, the leaders hold on. So under the circumstances, Plaquette has run an outstanding race. And Superium, well, he is a bit of a pretender, but um, I'm not really sure a thousands he's going. He did lose his spot there at the top of the straight, so maybe one more go for him, but I think Paquette the one to follow. Yeah, Mark Roden, it's run the fastest last 800, 600, 400, and the second fastest last 200 of the day, Paquette. Uh, is that the, the way that you'll be looking going forward into another race? Yeah, they've all mostly run to, the, run to their marks in this race from yeah. what I can see, um, and, except Paquette, who's been slightly off and I think it's for the reasons um, Mark Shane just mentioned Mr Mosaic not injecting that speed that we thought might be in the race um, into it so um, she's done really well she's a bit of a horse of mine actually and I'm I'm quite happy that I've uh, managed to stay away from backing it because that would have made two races in a row I would have been knifed on the line by um, R. Scurry so um, <laughs> at least if nothing else I managed to avoid that <laughs> it's not a competition Mark <laughs> <laughs> Just for sanity reasons, anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, horses to follow. Rob, I'll start with you. Uh, race two on the lead. Race three, Bertiga. Race eight, Blazing Miss. All right. Mark, Shane, for yourself. Yeah, uh, mainly only Paquette, I'd say. I'd, yep. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a day for, for flashing lights for me, so Paquette, I'd say. And Mark Roden? Um, Bertiga, House of Cavier, and... Um, yeah, I'll talk myself out of it on the Thursday prior to the race, but that'll go to blood to win the Golden Eagle. Okay. All right. I like it. Uh, now, week ahead. Uh, this week is the big mountain races. It is. Isn't it? There's a bit on, yeah. I haven't been paying attention to the numerous advertising. I think I've got selective deafness now. I've finally reached that great age where I can just pretend that nothing we've said referring to a mountain exists. So, uh, look, I'll join uh, Mark Sheen and Mark Roden on Thursday to preview... Uh, it should be a pretty decent card. I'm 
taking a bit in jest, it should be very interesting to do a form for. So I'll speak to you gentlemen then. And Rob Scurry, look forward to hearing your thoughts out of the yard on Wednesday. Mate, I've got score to settle with that dump. Um, it's got me the last <laughs> few times. Um, I haven't won there for a while. So, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to getting out to Warwick Farm. <laughs> Big, big hello to everyone out there at Warwick Farm this morning. <laughs> um, thank you all. Have a good week.